Well, happy Tuesday. It's good to be back with you, Mona, even though it's a pretty grim week. It is very grim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very tough weekend. It is a tough weekend, and I'm sorry to say that it's likely to get worse. I mean, the, the horror of the, what we're seeing on a daily basis, you wrote about it uh, very movingly yesterday, this attack. There's so many different aspects to get into this. I want to talk about the pro-Palestinian left's response, which I'm kind of gearing up to write about, the political gamesmanship about this, mm -hmm. what this means for the Netanyahu administration. But can I play something for you? Because this is Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation League, who was on Morning Joe on MSNBC, a show that I, I'm frequently on. And he was very, very frustrated, and he's frustrated about the media and how they are covering this terror attack, this uh, vicious, brutal terror attack. You highlighted how barbaric the attack was. So let's just play Jonathan Greenblatt on Morning Joe yesterday. The scale, Jonathan, the right comparison is Nagasaki. This was like an mm. atomic bomb. And as 40,000 people were killed in Japan, when they dropped that bomb in Nagasaki, so too were the hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people who were killed in Israel. And so while I am sad and cope, trying to cope, I'll be honest, I am angry. I am angry with the world that allowed the dehumanization of Israelis and sanitized the terrorism of Hamas. I must say, I love this show and I love this network. But I've got to ask, who is writing the scripts? Hamas, the people who did this, they are not fighters, Jonathan. They are not militants. And I'm looking right at the camera. They are terrorists. So, Mona, your thoughts on all of that? Because this is, this is a challenge because this is, this is not your usual war. This is not the usual cycle. This is like ISIS reborn. I mean, the, the vicious terrorism. <sighs> gunning down people at a peace concert, raping women, and then videotaping it, killing old... I mean, this is... How do you describe them as fighters, as resistance figures? The vocabulary here is incredibly important. Yeah. I saw some influencer, I don't even know what her name is, you know, young gal who was on Twitter and said, you know, she's got like several million followers, so I assume she's, you know, a big star of some kind, celebrity... And she said she had never had particularly strong views about Israel and Palestine, but seeing people all day justifying the rape and murder of children and innocent civilians, the targeting of civilians, he said, she said, it does make you stop and think. Look, every step of the way, Hamas has been committing war crimes. It is a war crime to target civilians. It is a war crime to display the bodies of people that you have killed. It's a war crime to kidnap. It is a war crime. I mean, you, you can go on and on. Those are the actions of a terrorist. There's, those are not the actions of fighters and uh, or militants. So, you know, don't sanitize this. It is a terror attack and it is the worst terror attack in Israel's history by far. I think somebody said, you know, even the comparisons to 9-11 sort of fail because as devastating as that was numbers, to us, yeah. the numbers, right. I mean, the, if the thousand Israelis have been killed, that would be the equivalent of about 35,000 Americans. Um, and, um, uh, and then the kidnapping, you know, the cruelty um, it is, it is, uh, you know, beyond, beyond imagination, taking babies uh, as captives. Okay, so in addition to that, there is the fact that, um, that Hamas uses its own people 
Yeah. I said in my piece Human that they shield. make war on Israelis, mm-hmm. but they are making war on Palestinians too. And that is because Hamas is not, I mean, so you can, there's a division, right? The, the Palestinian Authority, which is deeply corrupt and all that, but they run the West Bank and Hamas runs Gaza. And Hamas is not a, like it was, it doesn't have its origins in the Palestinian uh, movement and in the, in the PLO and, you know, the movement to create a Palestinian state. It is an arm of the Muslim Brotherhood. It is like ISIS. It is a jihadi organization funded by Iran whose goal is the elimination of the state of Israel. That is their stated goal. It's in their charter and it's in all of their public statements. Let me take a deep breath here and tell you why I believe this is, as you said a minute ago, very different from previous terror attacks because it it happened in a certain context. And that context is that we've had the Abraham Accords where a number of Arab states have made formal peace with Israel. So now it's getting to be a large number. We've got, we had Egypt and Jordan, but now we've got the UAE and Morocco and Bahrain and these other countries. And then of course the rumors have been rife and and they're not just rumors that, uh, that Saudi Arabia was moving toward a peace deal with Israel that would have included some kind of new arrangement for the Palestinians. And so Saudi was going to have the opportunity to appear to be the benefactor, uh, and in fact, be the benefactor of the Palestinians. And this is something that Iran found profoundly threatening. And so Hamas, you know, unclear how much they coordinated, how much this was driven mm-hmm. by Iran and how much was independently done by Hamas. Obviously, Hamas doesn't need a reason to want to uh, attack and, and kill and, and torture Israelis, but... I believe there is a bigger, I'm sorry for filibustering, but you know, no, no, no. I think there is a bigger project here, which is they want to derail this peace deal, right? It's not about they're frustrated at the lack of progress toward peace. They're frustrated at the progress right. toward peace, right? right? So right. they want to, they want to derail that. They want, they want war exactly. in the region and they want to make sure that there's a really big long war which will feature Israelis killing Palestinians that can be on the nightly news every night. Which is going to happen. It has to happen, right? And they made Mm. sure of that by making this attack so vicious, so comprehensive, so barbaric that no Israeli government can resist now the calls from within the society to crush Hamas. And so they are going to have to do what Israel has never wanted to do and has never done. They pulled out of Gaza in 2005 completely. You know, that whole narrative about an occupation is false. There's no occupation there. There was a blockade of certain things going into Gaza, like weapons, all the, you know, and and military things. You know what the talking point is now is that is the Gaza is this open air prison. Open that, air yeah, prison. Yeah, yeah. This, is is the, this is the, this is the go-to part, uh, talking I point know. now, right? Yeah. I know. And so bear in mind, this blockade was imposed by Egypt and Israel, and it was because they were using all of these weapons to carry out attacks yeah. on both countries. Yeah. But food, medicine, all that stuff went in there. Also water, electricity, which now the Israelis are cutting off. Anyway... 
what Hamas's plan here is, is to force Israel to respond with terrible ferocity and then to use that as a way to pull the, um, the Palestinians on the West Bank into the fight and Hezbollah on the northern border in Lebanon into the fight and possibly even destabilize the peace treaties that Israel has with Egypt and Jordan. And, you know, sitting here right now, Charlie, I'm not sure that they won't succeed. To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today. <laughs>